Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I mean, seriously, who chooses to be a professional wrestling referee? Nobody respects you. You're always having the finger of blame pointed at you, and you get yourself involved in such shenanigans. The internet goes and melts down. But hello, my name is Simon for One Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. But of course, you don't tune in to see my bald face. I meant bald head, but I've said it now. You tune in for this. The finger of power. The only digit in the entire world that can give good bits and up and the bad bits are down. As somebody showed me the other day, there's lots of people with variations of ups and downs. But I say good for them. There is enough wrestling to go around for everybody. So let's do it and up those downs for AEW Dynamite. CM Punk was back to kick off this week's episode of Dynamite and we were not mucking around at all. He was going to take on Dax Harwood of all people and every single step he took, this crowd was like, CM Punk, you are the greatest person ever. This was really cool though because one, they're both Bret Hart guys and I'm a Bret Hart guy because Bret Hart is the best who is, the best who was and the best that ever will be. But also, they just had a straight up professional wrestling match and sometimes that's exactly what I need in my life. Because they were pretty much even in the early going and CM Punk was trying to work on Dax Harwood's arm. So Dax Harwood's like, you can't do that to me. I'm going to work on your neck. And then they systematically tried to take the other one apart. Dax at one point didn't like the fact the gun club were at ringside. At this point, it was like, well, that's weird. Why aren't you concentrating on the wrestling match? And it did cost him because he went for a diving headbutt and he completely missed. And out of context, it always makes me laugh because someone just goes, whoop, and then they fall right onto the mat. He was able to smash it when he tried for a round two, and he also gave CM Punk a superplex. And I sat there with my tush in the sofa and said out loud, holy mackerel, Dax Harwood, as of right now, is actually schooling CM Punk in a wrestling ring. I mean, what world are we living in? There was then this crazy bump when both dudes went tumbling over the top rope, which is when Cash Reader arrived, probably because he was worried about his best friend. And you would do, he looked like he was dead. He didn't do much else other than said love into the ring like he was a care bear. And this is when Punk and Dax just started trading sharpshooter for Anaconda Vice and Anaconda Vice for sharpshooter. And I'm just going to tell you straight up, I was having a good time. It's kind of how all this ended as well because Punk eventually went for the GTS. That didn't work. So Dax Harwood went back to the sharpshooter. Punk then locked in the Anaconda Vice and Dax tapped out. This one is nice and easy. Up. Especially because afterwards, Punk was doing the traditional I want a world championship thing with his hands. Or he was hungry going, I haven't eaten in days. 
I suppose we'll find out soon. It was into the back to talk to the Jericho Appreciation Society, and let's just be honest, these guys are great. They were also talking about that picture you may have seen on social media lately, which was John Silver as a child meeting Chris Jericho. Jericho's all like, ha ha, that was a big deal for you, but unfortunately, in around about an hour and a half, I'm gonna have to kick your ass. Daniel Garcia then hammered home the sports entertainment stuff and anything about sports entertainment we should give to him, because some people on the internet get super duper mad. And then they were like, well, where's Eddie Kingston? Where's Santana? And there's Ortiz. And look, eventually they will come back round. That will be the first feud. And I will say yes. And I also said yes to our next contest because it was a tornado tag team match. The Hardys, Sting and Darby Allen taking on Private Party and The Butcher and The Blade. And I was so confident this was going to be fun. If some crazy person knocked on my door and said, do you want to bet your life on it? I would have agreed which means right now I could be dead, but I am still alive, because this is getting it up. Because as always, AEW just wanted you to have a good time. That was it. And if you were inspired afterwards to go and buy some meat from the Butcher and the Blade, even better still, but they don't care about that. They just wanted you to cheer, and they just wanted you to think deep down in your tum-tum, I love pro wrestling. I mean, the first thing we saw was a crazy tope by Darby Allen, and then Sting did the same thing, and never forget, Sting is 63 years old, and Andrade was interfering, he had his belt, and he was just whipping everybody, probably while he was shouting at Darby Allen, you stupid kid, you should have joined me. The Butcher then started throwing Darby Allen into concrete and also powerbombed him on the stairs, and I made some weird noise during this point because I couldn't handle it, and then we cut to the stage where Private Party smashed Matt Hardy through a table, and I was just spinning around at this point because it was impossible to keep up with. Jeff always refuses to be outdone by anyone though, so he was fighting by the concession stand, he set up a couple of tables, he climbed this ladder and he was basically on this platform when he did a swanton bomb through everybody. And the absolute highlight of this is when Jim Ross went, I don't think he's going for a hip toss or a wrist lock or something like that. And I was like, no, JR, I don't think he is. Back in the ring, Isaiah Cassidy then hit Sting with a chair who just looked disappointed and he did the no-sell spot that I will defend until my dying day. And then he hit the Scorpion Death Drop. Matt Harley was back. He had hit the Twist of Fate. They did a double pin. And I honestly stood up and I applauded. I don't care I was here by myself. I don't care it makes me a weirdo. This was so damn good. And like I say, if you just want to have a good time, find your remote, turn it on, great. Backstage FTR then mentioned that they really don't like the gun club. So I am just going to presume that we are all doing all of this because we want to turn Cash and Dax face. And that's fine, although it is a little bit out of nowhere. But all you have to do is get Bret Hart as their new manager and I will do a backflip probably say it's the greatest thing of the year. Do you want to know what was next? It was Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the Varsity Blondes. The first 60 minutes of this dynamite was fire. And if nothing else, this was just a bunch of guys that I really enjoy, especially my man Griff Garrison, shout out to him. And I swear beforehand, William Regal must have gone up to Mox and Brian and whispered to them, I think you should kill these fools. So they did. And look, Griff was able to get some shots in there when Pillman joined him to hit this variation of the heart attack. But all that did was piss Moxley and Danielson off. And at this stage, I thought about it. I gazed off into the distance and I was like, who the hell is ever going to beat this two? And I couldn't come up with anybody. Because almost instantly after they had been beaten up for a little bit, we saw a paradigm shift. We saw a running knee. And then both of them just pummeled the absolute crap out of the varsity blondes. I mean, I was probably like, they've forgotten that wrestling is a work. They got the pin. It's just great. It's just phenomenal. And it's getting it up. Moxley can't breathe promo afterwards and basically said William Regal
Google is the greatest person ever, which is true. And I think they're actually going to call themselves the Black Ball Combat Club. And I bet if the camera had zoomed in on William's face, he would have probably had a tear in his eye. All of this is spectacular. John also said that the only way in is the hard way. And what the flub does that mean? Honestly, if you want to go all hyperbole and say they're the greatest tag team ever, I may not even argue with you. And then MJF was back on AEW. What a stupid episode this was. He was obviously accompanied by Sean Spears, and I was so intrigued to hear what he was going to say because he was going to have to talk about CM Punk, he was going to have to talk about Wardlow, and he was going to have to plant seeds for the future. And as always, he did it effortlessly. His first point was about his old bodyguard too, when he was all like, look man, if Wardlow had won the TNT title, I was going to let him keep it, but boo-hoo, he wasn't able to beat Scorpio Sky, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, so what are you going to do? He also talked about Punk, and I believe he said that he will never be done with CM until he's at his funeral pissing on his grave. And look, Maxwell, I want to be that guy, but if you do do that... I'm pretty sure you're going to get kicked out. The focus was then back to Wardlow because we are doing this feud, but it's just worked so well because even though Maxwell Jacob Friedman was crapping all over him, every single fan was all going, Wardlow, Wardlow. And then Max turned to them and said, well, you should be thanking me because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even know who the flummy was. The idea, though, is that the big man is still under contract to Friedman and not AEW, so he better shut his mouth, he better get in line because if he doesn't, and these are his words, not mine, maybe he will kink that skank mother out of a house. That's what I did. I took my hand, I put it to my face, and I was like, my gosh. Understandably, Wardlow then busted out towards the ring, but he was held back by around about 92 security guards. And MJF said to him, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to pay you to sit at home and rot, and then I'll sit on my throne and laugh. He also promised to reform the pinnacle and drop FTR's name, so you just know we're going to do something there. So look at all the boxes we are ticking, and look at all the pathways we are creating for ourselves, and I have absolutely no idea where it's going to go. And really, if we are going to do the story properly, Wardlow should probably be off TV for a few weeks, but is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? I don't know. I am giving this an up. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. The best friends of Wheeler Utah then fell out specifically because of Trent, because Trent and Wheeler were yelling at each other. And I was a bit like, well, yeah, Utah, what did you expect? Last week, you tried to join up with Moxley and Danielson. I'm not 100% sure that did go well. But now, he's probably going to be left on his own. The matches then kept on coming too because it was Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. I mean ludicrous. And at first I was all like, well, I'm not really sure why they're fighting. But of course, AEW also has a trump card in their back pocket because they were like, well, we've got the rankings and we need to determine who's going to go after the world champion hangman Adam Page. And this was such a smart thing to include when it comes to wrestling. You can justify whatever the hell you want. And it also answered all my three questions because was it really good? Yes. Did it establish the fact that we're probably going to do hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole round two? Yes. And did I enjoy it? Yes. We are doubling down on the fact that Adam Cole is a massive asshole too because his buddy's red dragons were out almost instantly to cast distraction. Although Jay Lethal's big plan throughout all of this is, I'm going to lock in the figure four. As if beforehand, he had put a bet of himself that he was going to win via his submission. Because he tried and he failed. And he tried and he failed. And he tried and he failed. I was going, Jay, Jay, maybe go for something else. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were then basically doing their thing of, oh, look over here, look over here. But it basically did work. Because when Jay Lethal went for the lethal injection, Adam Cole super kicked him in midair. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how many times you do it. I'm always going to pop for that. It also allowed Red Dragon to finally distract the referee properly, which is when Cole did his favourite new manoeuvre. He slammed Jay right in the balls. He was able to hit the boom, the running knee. He got the one, two, three as I sat there with my waggling finger like, Adam Cole, you a son of a gun. Cole then grabbed a microphone afterwards and said that he deserves to be the world champion and that the hangman is scared of him. And I'm sorry, I would like to see you try and justify that, Adam, because it's completely untrue. As he had said the cowboy's name over and over again, hangman Adam Page was here so fast, he must have been by the entrance there with the audio guy saying, look, at some point, I know he's going to piss me off and you've got to be ready to strike. That is 28 interruptions overall at AEW and 84 in total when it comes to wrestling. But the best thing about this is that in the early going, the hangman did get in there He was just beating everybody up. I mean, sadly for him, he hadn't done his wrestling mass, but for a good 10 seconds, I was loving it. I mean, his major downfall was the fact that he had a penis, because once again, Adam Cole was like, well, I bet I can exploit that. He gave him the low blow, and this was basically the end for our champion. Thankfully, the Jurassic Express and Christian were on hand to save him, because he does have friends, but that dastardly Adam Cole, he took the world title and he walked away with it. So what the flub is he going to do with that? So as ever, this served a very specific purpose and we also got a great match out of it too. I am giving it up. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte were then in the ring. They wanted to have a chat. Sammy started this by saying that while he's sad he's no longer the TNT champion, his major goal has always been to entertain the fans when he does step into a ring. But recently, that's all changed. And I had a meltdown. I was like, oh my gosh. If he turns heel here and tells me that me, the fans, the crowd, the audience are to blame, I am going to have a meltdown because I am sick and tired of being blamed for wrestlers' actions in all of sports entertainment. I mean, it's happening all the time. 
Now, I was wrong about this, but look how scared it got me. Instead, Conte took the mic and said that she was going to beat up Paige Van Zandt and Sammy Guevara was going to beat up the rest of Dan Lambert's crew, which, of course, is when Dan Lambert and the rest of the queue interrupted. So that is 29 interruptions in AEW and 85 overall. Wrestlers just have no patience. This is when it all got funny, though, because the whole back and forth was just innuendo. Dan Lambert was all like, oh, man, why do you think Orange Cassidy has his hands in his pockets all the time? It's because he's always on Paige Van Zandt's OnlyFans page, which is just a masturbation reference. Let's not pretend otherwise. He is saying that Mr. Orange takes his hand and does things with his tackle. I don't know what you want to say. And I do want to apologize. Sometimes my mum and dad watches this. Guevara then followed back, though, that he had basically ejaculated onto the TNT Championship. So he's been in Dan Lambert's mouth because I suppose Lambert keeps kissing the championship. And look at me. This absolutely destroyed me. I was like, what is going on? Now, I do quite like that we're heading towards this mixed tag because I think it's something different. And I think it shines a good spotlight on the correct people. <laughs> this was not the way to go. I never want to be talking about cum <laughs> on ups and downs. I was real laugh. It's got me. I'm, I'm giving it down. The whole point. We found my line. If you talk about sperm, Miller is out. We then moved into Laser Hirsch versus Red Velvet with Chris Statlander banned from ringside. And I tell you this, this ain't ever going to win Feud of the Year, but I love how long AEW is taking with it. I really enjoy watching all these three get better and better and better. I'm giving it up. Hirsch is an asshole, so of course she attacked instantly, but Red Velvet has this new fire now, so she turned that on and she was able to fight back. She was also throwing Hirsch into Barry Barricade over and over and over again, but she did this one time too many. Layla reversed it, and then they basically did a Hurricane Rana off Simba the Steel Steps. That was crazy. We then got back in the ring when Layla Hirsch reverse the springboard into a German suplex and as I said all of a few minutes ago I will always love that spot and the finish to this was kind of strange because Layla Hurst magically got a turnbuckle from nowhere and the referee was like give me that you ain't using it and when he was getting rid of it apparently Layla had another one in her pants now I don't know if you've seen a turnbuckle but they are pretty big how the hell did she smuggle that out there anyway she did clock red velvet she got the pin this is when Chris Statler came in she fought her off and of course we're going to do that match soon so again it's all nice and simple stuff but for whatever reason, I enjoy it. Shane Cargill and Mark Sterling then put over the fact that just around the corner is their 30th win. And when they do get this victory, they want money to rain from the sky and they're going to do a dance. I mean, whatever works for you is fine. When it was time to say hello to our brand new AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Now, I'll be straight up with you. I didn't think this was the best idea because it took Thunder Rosa so long to get that championship, which was the right move when all was said and done, that I just wanted her to get a microphone and cut a really solid babyface promo. I could be like, oh my gosh, Thunder Rosa, you're the best. And instead, we did the complete opposite. It's almost instantly Vicky Guerrero interrupted, so that is 30 interruptions in AEW and 86 overall. And she basically said, hey, Thunder, I don't think your green card is in order, and I don't think you're actually a citizen of the United States of America. So she basically wanted her deported, and after she had done excuse me about a hundred times, Nyla Rose did appear, and she beat the absolute flub out of the champ. This was over so fast, I barely remembered it, and it just felt deep down in my tum-tum that doing a deportation angle in 2022 
I don't know, something just felt off. And I'm totally fine with Nyla being in the first in line for a shot because one, she's really good, but also two, we can do Rose versus Rosa, and that just tickles me. But also, have you heard Nyla Rose on the microphone? She really funny. So while I appreciate and respect Vicky Guerrero, I still don't really get that relationship. So when we put this into a pot and we stirred it and we got the results, well, it just wasn't for me, and I'm giving it down. The main event did, though, because it was the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Dark Order. Happy times all round. I mean, it just ties into everything we always talk about Jericho, because for huge parts of this match, he was out-wrestled by both John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and he is like a super-duper veteran experienced hero guy now. He can do whatever he wants, and while his group has to win here, it'd be crazy otherwise, the fact he went out of his way to put these guys over... I say round of applause. Alex Reynolds was also hitting brain busters on the outside. So I was like, sheesh, man, you have gone crazy. This is where Jericho went up to Simba the Still Steps and he kicked them. And because the referee <laughs> heard a noise, they were like, well, we have to get rid of the rest of the Dark Order because I heard something. And I get it. This was so goofy. But Chris Jericho was so happy with himself. I can't help it. I liked it. We then got a silver hot tag, which has to be one of the best in all of wrestling. And he was basically having to fight off the entirety of the JS. And now the referee was like, man, I don't even care. And this all ended with a near fall from Jericho when he hit the code breaker. I'm not going to lie to you, I bought it. Daniel Garcia was then doing his thing. And I forget how good that guy is until he is in the ring, just smashing stuff out. And once again, there was another near fall from the Dark Order, which I also thought was the finish. But as we've already said, you can't have Jericho and his cronies lose round one because you'll just sit there and you go, well, what a crappy group. John still tried to beat them, but this was never going to work. So after Jake Hagar was causing nonsense and so was Danny Garcia, the referee was distracted. Jericho got Floyd the baseball bat, who I presume also has turned heel. He clonked Alex Reynolds. That allowed Garcia to lock in his weird sharpshooter thingamajig. He got the victory. And all of this, I thought, was very, very good. So I just cannot wait to see where we're going for it. And while some people said maybe the Tornado Tag should have been the main event, I ain't going to get worried about things like that. My word, there's real problems out there. And it is getting it up. And we are also giving it up to the entirety of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. I mean, there were a couple of misfires, but I'd always prefer somebody tried to smash one out of the park and miss than not try at all. But like I say, up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.